Hey, friends, and we are so excited, so excited to have our guest with us today. And um, man, we have been sitting here chatting with her for the last 15 minutes, and she's a gift. I mean, she is a gift. <laughs> and wrote a book called Taylor's Gift. Yeah. Um, that truly rocked my own little world as, as I read it. Couldn't put it down. And I am not going to give you a spoiler alert of what the story is about because we have Tara, the author, right here with yeah. us. And um, it, it, Tara, can you, can you just tell your story? Sure. So, you know, it's a, it's a, oh gosh, it's kind of a hard story to tell, um, but there's so much love and hope that comes through it. So I hope, you know, as I'm speaking that people will recognize that there is hope that can come from sadness. Um, And so my story really started. um, And the reason we wrote this book and have this journey is in March of um, 2010, we were on our spring break vacation in Beaver Creek, Colorado, just having an incredible family time. And um, I could just totally see us all bundled up in, you know, heavy coats and wool socks and helmets and gloves and, you know, just having a wonderful time on the mountain. And it was our very first day in Beaver Creek. And Taylor and my husband and Ryan wanted to take one last run before the slopes closed. And so my youngest daughter, Peyton, was just really tired and just wanted some hot chocolate. And I said I would take her to the bottom of the mountain. And um, we were just waiting there as Taylor and Ryan and my husband had one last run. Um, And on that way down... uh, Taylor was first and Ryan and my husband and they were in this little row and Taylor just started going too fast and lost control on her skis and went off course and hit a tree. And it was from that accident that we lost our oldest daughter on our spring break vacation. And it went from the best family vacation to the worst in a light switch moment. Um, We were immediately taken to uh, Vail, hospital, um, where they realized her injuries needed to be, um, somewhere else. She was having significant injuries and bleeding. So they wanted to care flight her to Denver, but the, um, weather was so bad that they needed to care flight her to Grand Junction, Colorado, which was a two and a half hour drive for us. So we were put into this van and taken down to Grand Junction, Colorado, and, you know, the first time you see your child um, in a hospital bed with tubes everywhere, it's, um, there's no really no words for that. And while we were in the hospital, this sweet nurse approached us and just said, she's a beautiful candidate for organ donation. And would you consider it? We had never talked about organ donation in our family, not once, not once. And until we were faced with it. And I remember my husband was standing by Taylor's bed and looked at me and we immediately just said yes because Taylor was such an other-centered giving child that we knew that if she would have been asked that question to save lives she would have said absolutely mom and she went on and saved and improved the lives of five people with the gift of her heart both kidneys her pancreas her liver and her cornea and we've met four out of the five recipients who have been a huge blessing to us Well, while we were sitting by her bed and had just said yes to organ donation, I got this 
overwhelming feeling that I needed to hear her heartbeat again. It was one of these, I can't even tell you where it came from. And I looked at my husband and I said, yes, I want to do this. I've got to hear who, I need to hear her heartbeat. I don't know how we're going to make that happen, but I'm longing for that. Um, And it was a few months after that we were able to connect with her heart recipient. I don't know if you've seen that story. Um, The story ran on Good Morning America when we met Patricia. And that story really went all over the world um, as such a beautiful reason for organ donation and the life-saving gift it is. And from that, when we came back from Colorado and started our life over, um, we knew our reaction to this was going to be really important. You know, my husband, he grew up with this wonderful grandfather who kept telling him, Todd, it's not what happens to you that matters. It's how you react to it that does. Mm. You know, and he drilled that in his head. And, you know, don't get me wrong. Of course it mattered that we lost Taylor. It turned our world upside down. But we knew our reaction was going to be real important. You know, not to only our community and our family, but our other two children. I mean, we knew that our reaction was being very important to that. So, you know, we had the choice of either caving up in the grief or finding the good. Mm-hmm. And organ donation was the good that came out of it for our family. Um, grief hit me hard. I mean, if you, I know you've read the book. I mean, I was very um, in a dark place. And um, I was very real and honest in that book because I feel like people need to understand the and hear and acknowledge the grief of losing a child. Um, you know, some people, it's amazing, first of all, the strength that comes out of you and also the weakness that comes out of you. And I truly feel like that's when God is the strongest is when we're the weakest. Um, I mean, we had people show up in our life that were His hands and feet, mm. that when we couldn't walk and we, we couldn't do anything, they were carrying us through this. Um, and so we were able to continue on with this journey of finding the good. And so my husband started doing some research about organ donation. And because we had found out she had saved five lives. And it was just this beauty that had come out of it. And we started doing some research. And in our state of Texas... Um, in April of 2010, so just a month after the accident, there were only 2% of registered organ donors in the entire state. Only wow. 2%. Wow. And that made no sense to us. I mean, we were like, why aren't more people registering for this? So when we first started Taylor's Gift, it was all about getting the word out about how to register to be an organ donor and the importance of that. And, you know, we found really quickly that organ donation is not easy to talk about. It's not. I mean, pe- it, people immediately think of death, you know, but organ donation is all about life. It's a hundred percent about life. That's what it's about. And so we needed something to change the language of that. So we created this phrase called outlive yourself. Mm -hmm. How do you want to outlive yourself? Because it's hard to sit around the dinner table with your friends and say, do you want to be an organ donor? Because a lot of people, (laughs) you know, I haven't thought about that. Or you'd be surprised the conversations that will come up. But if you can ask somebody, how do you want to outlive yourself? You know, what do you want to do right now to leave a lasting difference in the lives of others? 
And that creates a conversation you can have with all ages of people. So we started this Outlive Yourself campaign and it really grew into something amazing, which I'll share with you in just a little bit. But, you know, we started having some incredible blessings that have come to us. You know, for example, when we were asked to write this book, um, you know, Max Lucado wrote our foreword of the book. And when he wrote his book, Grace, um, he used our story within his book. And when he was going around giving the message about his book, Grace, I was realizing what a beautiful gift this is because in his story that he would share with all these audiences, he was saying, when you accept Christ in your life, it's like receiving a spiritual heart transplant because you receive a new heart. Mm. And then he would share our story about how we met Patricia and Taylor's story. And so, you know, you always pray for God to use your child as a vessel, you know, for good and for his glory. And there it was that, you know, he was on stage with thousands of people across the nation that he shared this with. And it was like, oh my gosh, what a blessing. You know, and we were, we were very blessed with, you know, a lot of media to be able to get the word out from Good Morning America, Today Show, Ellen, you know, we were People Magazine's Heroes Among Us for the work we've done with organ donation across the nation. And, you know, that's all great. Um, but really, you know, what does Taylor's Gift Foundation do? I mean, that's, that's uh, you know, I want to let your listeners know what we do yeah. because it's yeah. very, very unique. So... Let me back up and say that one of the cool things that kind of happened is that knowing that organ donation isn't easy to talk about, we knew we had needed a conversation piece. So have y'all heard of Movember? Um, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, you see them. If you don't know what it is, if your listeners don't, it's those guys, they, if you see guys growing mustaches and beards in November, okay, they're talking about, they're getting the word out about men's health, prostate cancer, testicular cancer, you know. They're, that's the conversation piece is this beards and mustaches. That they yeah. So we knew we needed something like that. And so OPI nail polish partnered with us and created a Taylor blue color. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> so, yes. Oh yes. <laughs> and it's a beautiful Taylor blue. And, um, and the reason we call it Taylor blue um, is that if you look at her pictures that we have in the book or just online or whatever, her eyes were just the most ice blue. They were just these beautiful colored eyelashes, these black eyelashes. And so about two weeks before the accident, she was, we were in her you know, room talking and, you know, she and I were just so close and she goes, mom, you know, I think my eyes are my favorite feature. And I said, well, they should be. I said, maybe they're beautiful. And I mean, I've gotten comments on her eyes since she was itty bitty. And I said, well, they sh-. she goes, well, that's the color that I'm going to want for my bridesmaids dresses. And I said, okay. So I think God gave me that gift that that color is special to her. So we started calling it Taylor Blue. Mm. And so OPI created this polish for us that became our conversation piece. And that little bottle of blue went all over the world carrying this outlive yourself message. Okay. And it was absolutely wonderful. Well, OPI didn't want it to be done just through the salons because as you know, when you go into salon, they go, okay, pick your color, right? And it just becomes another color on the shelf. So OPI wanted them to come through Taylor's Gift Foundation to um, learn the story behind the polish. 
and um, and it was ten dollars, so it was a dollar per finger. And so oh. the, the money that was raised created this unique um, opportunity for us to do something completely different. So I don't know if I mean, have y'all been touched by organ donation at all in your world, life, coworkers, neighbors? Okay, well, your listeners may have, and so. There's different sides of organ donation. There's the donor side, like our family, who's given the gift of life. You know, there's the recipient side, those who receive that gift of life. And then there's those who are waiting for an organ. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we found that there were a lot of financial resources out there for those who'd received an organ and those who had were waiting, but there was nothing for the donor side. If you think about it, organ donation comes out of an accident or a tragedy. It just does. So these families are now faced with a sudden loss and expenses maybe they were not prepared for. Mm. And without the donor, there is no gift of life on the other side. So, you know, you hear the stories about so-and-so received a heart or so-and-so received a kidney, but it all comes from a donor. And do you hear the stories about the donor families? You really don't. So this is where Taylor's Gift stepped in and we created our legacy gift program. And this program is the only one in the nation that is financially set up to, is set up to financially assist the donor side. Oh, I love So that. we step in and we've helped them with funeral, with rent payments, with utilities, with um, transportation. Um, you know, Tara, we, that is beautiful. It's, it is amazing so because these thing and you're helping them right. in the middle of their grief. Right. I mean, these families are, um, the last thing we want them to worry about is how are they going to pay for a funeral? For example, yeah. a family we, we recently helped was um, the mother had gone in the hospital and was uh, giving birth to a newborn and they had three other children and she passed away at the hospital. Mm-hmm. So this young man now is, has three small children and a newborn and it happened at the end of a month. And so he was having to decide between a funeral or paying his rent. And when you are at that moment, the last thing you want to do is have those concerns. Exactly. So we have a program that is set up um, in, we have it in Texas, Arkansas, New York right now. Our goal is to have this across the nation. And the more funding we have, the more families we can help. But our goal is to have this available across the nation. And we work with transplant partners to implement the program. And they're identifying these families for us because they're sitting with these families in the hospital and um, hearing their needs. So after organ donation is done, they'll go back to that family and say, we have an organization that can help you. So this is where we step in and take that burden of, we help them pay for the funeral if that's their biggest need, or if they're needing to pay their rent, or their electricity is about to get turned off, or their heat's about to get turned off. You know, so we step in and help them at their darkest hour. And that has become such a beautiful legacy for um, not only Taylor's Gift Foundation, but for Taylor to mm-hmm. continue to help others in a, in wow. a time, in a time where um, they really need her, need, yes. you know, the assistance. So, and being the only organization in the nation with the program set up like this, um, it's really unique. We're not one of many right now we're it. So um, it's a very, you know, huge privilege and blessing for us to have mm-hmm. found this very unique need that's out there. And you know, we feel I, What's really amazing, I mean, oh, golly, these people that have lost a loved one are so in despair. Yes. And you are stepping in 
not just to love them with love, but really with actual tangible things that they need. And I would say, because you even said this to us, that you really don't even, when you were in your, the, the pit of grief, you didn't even really know what you needed in that moment. No. And here you're able, they don't have to sit there and say, oh, I need this, this, and this. You're able to say, how can, this is how I can help you. And right. you were putting words for them because my goodness, that's the last thing they're thinking about to have to choose between a funeral and rent. Well, and think about that their loved one just saved lives. Yes. So these are organ donor families. These are families that are donor families. Their loved one has just saved lives mm. and now they are, they're left behind. Yeah. So really in a nutshell, you know, Taylor's gift, um, you know, organ donors really save lives and Taylor's gift supports their families. That's yeah. what we do. Yeah. That's and what I we do. You, you are doing good, good and work. And the, the idea that Taylor is so proud of you guys. I mean, I, I don't, need to get sappy but I remember Todd when he, your husband when he wrote one of his chapters and he said when I see her I I picture her saying well done dad mm-hmm. you know and, and that just makes me cry because it's like the way you describe her in the book as such a kind hearted oh my gosh helping others always mm. you know sitting well, the, the the awkward person in the lunch table even though that's yeah. so hard for a young you know and just so kind and giving and then her life truly made five people five people yeah mm-hmm. and then even even more because yeah, of the foundation yeah. i don't know I just, I love that. Yeah. Well, you know, speaking of Taylor, you know, you had mentioned what a kind kid she was. And, and you know, I just feel like you can't teach that. Mm. You, know, you can't, t- you can show by example, you can, but that's how they're internally wired. I think that's how God wires them to see that extra, that person that needs help or, you know, you, you try to share that with them to always look for that. But that was just who she was. I mean, that just, that was nothing that, Todd and I did over and above as a parent. She yeah. was just a very caring, caring kid. Mm-hmm. And, you know, always other-centered. And an incredible big sister. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, she was the oldest. And you would think that little siblings get on nerves. She really was. And I'm not putting her on a pedestal. Because no. that's, very, very, that's very easy to do. It's very easy to do. But in looking back she really, really took that role of big sister seriously and um, loved her brother and sister with all her heart. I love that. I love that. Mm. Now, if any of our listeners, they want to know more information or to be able to provide donations or uh, how can they, uh, what is your website for Taylor's Gift? Very easy. taylorsgift.org. Okay. There you go. There you go. Yes. And you can find, um, there's a give now, uh, link. There's information just about what's upcoming. Um, we have an event coming up in September. That is our big signature event and it's called the outlive yourself awards. That's oh! our fourth uh, year to do okay, it. What is that? Tell us what that is. So it's September 18th in Dallas and the outlive yourself awards is where we honor individuals who are making a lasting difference in the lives of others. So, they, um, this year is a transplant surgeon and a mom that, um, donated her kidney to her son. But, you know, in past years, it's been 
people that are not even connected with organ donation. It's just the the in beautiful way they are making a difference in the world around them. And so it's, it gives us a way to honor them and also celebrate the work that Taylor's Gift's doing. So yeah. it's our biggest event and it's a, a very powerful, but very fun night. Well, so I'll tell you um, one thing I love about your story is that um, in, in what was without a doubt, the hardest time of your life, man, you figured out a way to bring beauty out of ashes and to flip the script and to say, I'm going to encourage life for so many others. And that's amazing. I mean, that really is amazing. And, um, uh, I, what I'm listening to you hearing this, this is an incredibly pro-life situation here because Mm -hmm. you are, you are looking at it because the last thing you want to think about is organ donation when you're in the middle of your grief and you're light to it and conversation to it now so that people could be thinking about it before the grief happens. Exactly. I mean, that is such an important point is having the conversation with your family before it. And, and really the way to do it is share with me how you want to outlive yourself. Mm. You know, how do you want to outlive yourself? Because to me, I really, I would love to outlive myself by being an organ donor. You know, organ donation is such a, a unique space because it's where grief and gratefulness share the same space. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. such a beautiful um, thing about it. You know, it is that is really, beautiful. That and, is a beautiful. Reading the the stories of the five recipients mm-hmm. here is, organ. yeah. I mean, that yeah. just yeah. completely changed. Mm, their lives obviously mm-hmm. and then the lives of the ones that that love them yeah. and and just on and on and on yeah so do you want to beautiful um, I want to switch gears for one second in that part of the book where she talks about how well um her community surrounded her. Yeah. yeah oh my gosh yes and, and truthfully that when when I read this I was so personally convicted and instructed how do I as a loving friend, um, walk alongside someone. So many of your friends and community did it right, didn't they? (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? I love the fact that they would try and try and try. (laughs) And you know, when you're dealing with someone that's in grief, you're dealing with somebody that you don't know what you're going to get from minute to minute. You really aren't. And friends surrounded me who didn't give up. They just didn't give up on me, right? And they would do creative things like sending me a random card in the mail that made no sense, but kind of brought a smile to my face or <laughs> these challenges. They would give me challenges to do. And, you know, I, I will give you 10 points if you go to the grocery store today. Or, you know, I mean, it's just like little things that just kind of gave you a reason. And um, the community of Coppell, Texas was and has been the most incredible community. They have lifted us up. They have supported us. Mm-hmm. They continue to support us. And they honor our daughter in so many ways around the community still to this day. I mean, she just will not be forgotten. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's not going to be forgotten if this mama has anything to do with it. I'll there tell you, you that. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I loved when you, I love that one friend that would, I can't remember what you called her, like the grief fairy or something. Yes, like, she was the grief fairy. Absolutely. Flip in 
do your dishes, throw some laundry in, not even come to you and go, hi, I'm here. Anything, just slip in, do what she could do and slip out. And um, that was very compelling. I'm like, couldn't we do that? Couldn't we do that? And the idea, don't ask, what can I do for you? Because I don't, you don't know. know. You didn't know. You couldn't have that burden on you to even think about, Mm -hmm. oh, what do I need? I don't know. Just go do it. Go do something. Like, and that's what, that's what love is, right? Love does things. Love does things. Love does. It really, right. Exactly. (laughs) Love does. does. And the way that community just surrounded you and, um, and I also liked your honesty where people would say things that annoyed you at the time, but then down the road, you, you would process because it, that is a fear that you're going to say something stupid right. and you're going to annoy someone and hurt them. And um, so I love the way you were so honest about that. And um, I think it was... I might be getting you mixed up with Rachel that we interviewed, but didn't someone at one point who had also lost a child tell you we were chosen for this? Was that you or was that Rachel Brown? Yes. I think it was both of you. And at the time it annoyed you? Right. At the time it it was like, I don't want to be picked for that. Right. Yeah. Like, how could, why would God pick me for this? Right. And that swirling question of why really it, it, it comes in and out. I mean, it comes to me today, yeah, but, but also I've also learned not to sit there. I've learned it is really um, natural and healthy to be sad and be in that place. Just don't stay there. Yeah, right. That's, that's where, and, and that's a struggle. I mean, it has not been an easy road. It has not been an easy road, but every day is a choice. Every day is an absolute choice. And yes, there were friends and neighbors and family that would say things that I would go, I cannot believe you just said that. But if you think about that, they're saying that completely out of love. Mm-hmm. They're not saying that maliciously. It's a hundred percent out of love. And so they're giving you a lot of grace and so you've got to give that grace back. Give it back. Yeah. You've got to give it back. Especially when you can. In the time, you maybe can't, but down the road. and they're uh, I'd, rather, I'd rather people say something stupid than say nothing to me. A- amen. Yeah. Amen. You know, because, because their motives are there. I mean, they're, right. they have such kind motives. And I love the way you and Todd could go back and forth and allow each other to grieve differently. I felt like that was a really important. Well, that was really advice given to us because at the very beginning, it was very difficult because I could not understand how he could be around Taylor's friends and want to be surrounded. I did not want to be around her friends. That was like a, you know, like what I have lost is in front of my face. He desired that. And so we were going on completely different paths until we had a friend of ours who's, they had lost a child, you know, years before us. They were the only ones we had knew that had walked our shoes and we just grasped onto them. And they said, you've got to give each other grace to grieve the way they need. Mm -hmm. And it was like, that was the most simplest advice. And we could look at each other. We realized we weren't even doing that. Mm -hmm. Like I was trying to get him to grieve like me. And he wanted me to kind of grieve like him. We were kind of like battling without really fighting. You know, it was just like this tension there. 
And once that was like brought, it's like, I cannot believe that is so simple. You just do what you need to do. And I'm going to do what I need to do. And we're going to meet in the middle always. We always will. I mean, love's going to bring us here. So, I mean, it's, it, you have to do that. You have to be able to give your spouse that opportunity to just grieve the way they need to grieve. Well, your spouse and your other kids. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. 100%. And you know, parent grief is completely different than, yes. than sibling yeah. grief. It is. And you have to, and this is someone told me this too, love them where they are. Mm. Just love them. Because not only are people trying to fix you, you have this natural tendency that you want your kids to be okay. So you try to fix them. You know, and we tried to take our children to go see counselors and until about third counselor in, a counselor sat us down and said, you cannot force somebody to talk. Mm. They will talk when they're ready. And they talked to us. So they weren't keeping it in, but they weren't ready to talk to a professional. And we had to be okay with that. You know, so it's, it's thinking, okay, so if we send them to a counselor and then we do these things and they're going to be okay. You know, you kind of go that way. Let's get them. A, B, C, A, B, C, and we're going to be good. Yeah. And it's not like that when you're dealing with loss. And so you just have to love them where they are on the great days and on the super bad days. Mm. And you'll find as you go along the way, the bad days will start to, the good days will start to over um, shadow the bad days. You'll start having a lot more good days than bad days. Mm. And at the beginning of it, you feel like you'll never have joy again. Mm. But joy does come. It does. Mm. And it, and that saying, it takes time. Mm. I, and time does not heal. I mean, that is something that people say, oh, time will heal. It's not time that heals. No. It takes time to. It takes time. Exactly. You can't. And sometimes I feel like Christians especially are like, well, I just need to love Jesus and then, you know, snap out of this and right. blah, blah, blah. And that is so wrong and unfair. It is unfair because it's you can't wrapped. snap out of this. Wrapped. And it's yes. not snap out of it. It is grief. It is a mourning period. It is, I, I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, it is. And it, it's very difficult um, because some days you'll be really good and understand why you're okay. And then other days you're going to have these where you step back, yeah. you know, and you're on the couch in the fetal position. Those just happen. Mm-hmm. That just happens. Um, but you're right. I think a lot of people go, well, just kind of snap out of it. You know, the big thing too, is that people will say, okay, it's been a year. She's okay now. You know, she's gone through that first year. She's good now, you know? And so I would really encourage those who are close to people who have lost somebody. The second year is really where you lean in because after the first year, people think you've got it. You're good now. You've gone through all the holidays. You've gone through the birthdays and Mother's Day and Father's Day and all those. You're okay now. But the second year, everyone kind of goes back to their normal life because they think you're okay. Yeah. So for those ones, second year, lean in harder. Oh, I'm so glad you told me that. I'm so glad you told me that. You know who told us that is Stephen Curtis Chapman. Mm -hmm. Um, He told us that because my husband asked him when we met, as just said, if walking the shoes, because we were behind them, they had lost their daughter. Yeah. And um, said, looking back, what advice would you give to me, a father? And he said, to know that the second year may be harder than the first. Mm. Because people go back to their normal lives and they think you're okay. Mm. And that was really good advice. And he was right. Second year was not 
harder. It was just different. Um, it was just different. And you, and so we had some friends who really leaned in that second year and it really helped. So just know that that's a really good piece of advice. I'd like to give you and your listeners, just know that that second year, they still need you. They still need you. Absolutely. Tara, you're amazing. You are amazing. And I could talk to y'all forever. This is so fun. <laughs> you're, Do we have time just for her to say one more story? Yes, I, I know absolutely. we're running out of time. No, absolutely. And I don't mean to make this, um, I mean, it's such a deep subject, but I loved the little part about you getting on the Ellen, um, <laughs> how do you pronounce her last name? Degenerous. De- Degenerous. Uh-huh. Because how Taylor wrote that poem. Yes. Share that simple story. And then I promise I'll let you go. (laughs) (laughs) So it was just, I love how God orchestrated this because um, he put me in the audience. I was with a friend who had tickets to the Ellen show and I was in the audience a year um, to the day that Taylor had turned in a poem and the poem she had done at school was called I am. And a lot of schools do this. It's just kind of an introspective poem about who this child is. You know, I am outgoing. I am friendly. And um, I'm proud I'm a Christian. And one of the lines she wrote was, I would love to be on the Ellen DeGeneres show. Or I want to be on the Ellen DeGeneres show. And so I was in the audience a year to the date when she turned that poem in. And the producer and I had been talking because the producer reached out to me after she saw our story on Good Morning America. And when she found out I was in the audience, I guess she had told Ellen about it because she called me out of the audience for an interview. And if you saw the look on my face, I was not expecting. To be- <laughs> 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 so it was a beautiful interview and a way to share that poem with Ellen and with the nation, but also to share about organ donation and organ donation, donation registrations spiked across the nation after that oh, interview. Yeah. So um, I think it made a big impact. But I love said, that. I'm, I'm just getting goosebumps because I love that. You know, we're so focused on this natural world. Of course we are because our senses, what we can see and taste and touch and hear is the most important. But when you hear stories like that, it opens your eyes to the whole supernatural world that is just as real as our natural absolutely Taylor's yeah. more alive than ever Amen. more than alive than ever, than I ever why would I know. she put that little desire in her heart to be on that show and one year later she was on that show and she was on that show that got the word out nationwide about a way to save lives and you just cannot argue that yeah, that is my work in this world in spite of all the pain in spite of all the yeah well, I just I'm just so grateful that we have the faith that I know not am I sure I know I will see her again amen amen 100 percent 100% 100% and I cannot wait for that moment yeah. I, oh, I think about it a lot I bet. Of course I you bet. do. Of course you do. Yeah. Well, Tara, oh. tell people, because I know they are going to be eager to follow you and to keep up with you. Um, tell um, our, our listeners ways that they can follow you on the social media and all of that good stuff on the social sure. media. I just sound like I'm 80 years old. Tara. On the social media. <laughs> on the Facebook. <laughs> yes. On the Facebook, on the Instagram. Oh, my goodness. Anyway. <laughs> How can they follow you? 
very easy on Twitter. It's just my first name, last name, Tara Storch. So at Tara Storch and um, follow also uh, Taylor's Gift. So it's at Taylor's Gift. Instagram is Taylor's Gift Org. Okay. So no, that's the only difference. So we'd love to have um, to connect with your listeners and answer any questions they have. I love this. I love this so much. Terry, you've been a gift to us today. We are so, so grateful. And I do want to say quickly, thank you to my dear, dear friend, Susan Blunt, for connecting us. Yes. Yes. And she sent a message saying, you need to meet Tara. She would be amazing. And I, she's absolutely she accurate. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Oh, thank so much. you. Ever thank you. Texas? Can we come visit? I know. Oh, 100%. Please, please. <laughs> Love that. We invited ourselves to an Aggie house. Right <laughs> Love it. Thanks again, Tara. Thank y'all for having me. Really do love you. You have a great day. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.